Welcome to Book to Weird. Two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. Um, no book this week. As a matter of fact, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to feel about this, it's um, you weren't going to get an episode this week. So this is like a surprise episode. <laughs> so we really, this is this is the extent of the preparation. We got on Skype about four minutes ago. Rob said, I have one thing. And I said, oh, okay, what is it? And he said, well, maybe it's better off as a surprise. So we are going to completely wing this episode. We have, um, yeah. Rob ruined it because we would add no preparation. We <sighs> have something to bring to the table. So I, I don't know if it's possible for me to not prepare for something yeah, in some way. Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see how this goes. I Actually, I have an anecdote for you. So this morning um, was my first day back to work after being out for five days. Mm-hmm. And um, in the morning, we have this kind of like little group meeting like talking about what's new and stuff like that and even though i'd been out for five days and these new things that happened while i was gone i still in our little meeting in the morning told people about this new stuff that happened while i was gone because i did a little bit of reading before we got in our meeting and i made sure i knew what i was talking about oh this is why your coworkers all hate you they hate everybody fucking yeah, hates yeah. me yeah <laughs> I, was I knew there had to be a reason and now <laughs> i found that reason so <laughs> i was talking to someone today and and uh something about pop, like a popularity contest and I was like I don't want to start a, a battle with you because people probably like you a lot more than I think people like me I'm sure you're a lovable guy Rob. I'm sure people <laughs> like you but nobody likes the fucking know-it-all I'll tell you that trust me because being a know-it-all I know and you know that because you're yeah. a know-it-all exactly that's how I know <laughs> hey can we get an, an update on your mouth um, the swelling is down so, Excellent. You do sound much more chipper and lucid. Oh yeah, than, not a, than I haven't. Last we spoke. I haven't taken those pain pills in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So you're going through withdrawal. Um, you shaking a little bit? No, no. I actually feel fine. And and um, after the first couple of days, it didn't even make me sleepy. Um, but I have a couple left just in case I have a rough day. Because basically, my day at work is just talking all day. So I'm using my mouth for eight hours. Um, so I'm thinking I might want to have one of those on deck for for like a rough day. Um, but I still have to get the tooth pulled. Uh, I, I have not scheduled that yet, so I'm going to call them tomorrow and say, "Hey, when can you pull things out of my face?" That's going to be that's going to be another uh, another rough day. So, with that and holidays and everything, we're a little sporadic, so bear with us. We're going to bring you episodes as soon as possible, and I promise, I promise, no matter if I have to drive to, to Rob's house and reach my hand into his mouth and squeeze the gum where the tooth hurts, Ugh. we're going to have a book. <laughs> to review for our next episode so let's um I, I know listeners are like how do we get him to actually do that and that would make for great podcasting but mm-hmm. uh, our next review will be or our next episode will definitely be a review until then um rob has one topic i was uh scrolling through twitter last night and every now and then so i've got this i, I keep some things in my mind that i want to check on every now and then and see as far as books go and uh, so I'm scrolling through Twitter yesterday looking at this particular author thinking okay there's not there's not going to be any news because this we don't see a lot of news from uh from that person and I, I scrolling back and there's not a lot of new tweets something oh man yeah there's just nothing there's nothing and um I get back to the beginning of October of 2015 and I'm thinking oh shit um there's some news about Stephen Hall Oh, there. I don't know if it's news, if it's three months old, but I guess it's news to us, right? 
Well, there's been there's been progress. So, oh, nice. Let's hear this. Um, everybody, to little to just to put the brakes on this a little bit. Raw Shark Texts is a book that Livius introduced me to. Raw Shark Texts by Stephen Hall, and I fucking love the book. And is you know, I, I named my uh, all my Apple devices after characters in the book, and I recommend it highly to everybody. It's probably, I could probably say it's my favorite book. Wow, high um, praise right there. High praise, right? Mm-hmm. One of my hard drives is named RST, so like it just shows up everywhere. So, um, he has been for years now because Raw Shark Text came out like seven or eight years ago. Been working on uh, an, a follow-up book, not necessarily a sequel, but a book that's got some crossover elements to it, sharing characters or common storylines and things like that. So. It's just been more of a rumored like thing he's working on, right? But I'm mm-hmm. looking. I'm looking at October. And uh, Alex Lodge Music, um, he was having a conversation with him, and that guy says, at Alex Lodge Music, uh, when does the next book come out? And Stephen Hall replied, not too long, just finishing it now, working on some other things that will hopefully get off the ground too. So October just finished it. Oh, you know what? In in the publishing world, that means late 2017. Yeah, if he doesn't already have a contract for it, like that's he, true. He's on a major publisher, so he might already have a contract and distribution set up for it. He's just got to get it edited. That's a beautiful thing and very exciting because I do believe that it will become the sole goal of this podcast to get <laughs> Stephen Hall on. Right? Oh my God. I would be happy with that. We may have to call on listeners to tweet bombard his ass or something. I don't know. Can I tell you that I pulled up Raw Shark texts um, just to check the date? Um, so 2007. So you're right. It's been uh, it's been eight years. You know, going on nine years. Whatever. You know, this book only has a 3.9 out of five rating on Goodreads. What the fuck is wrong with people? This is a goddamn crime against humanity. It's a crime against fucking Stephen Hall and good literature. I'll tell you that. I'm not sure about humanity, but it's an abortion of justice. It is. Yeah, whatever you just, <laughs> I guess. Oh, hold on, hold on a second. You've got to be. Oh, wait, Goodreads is trying to automatically log me in. There's at least one one star review for this book, and I think that this merits some attention. All right. Of course, it scrolled me back up to the top of the page, so it's gonna. While, a second. while you're pulling that up, uh, back on June 13th of 2015, uh, Stephen replied to a tweet of mine with the reply, "Nice," because I tweeted him a picture of the layout of the apps on my new Apple Watch, which was in the shape of a shark. And he said, nice. I don't... Mm, I don't even... This is a really long review. Oh, it's uh, a brief behind-the-scenes recap. Oh, God. Alex? All right. Ale- A-L-L-Y-C-K-S? Alex? Right. That sure, that's a fucking pretentious way to spell Alex, but sure. Oh, I, I don't, I can't. Oh. I'm going to read the last line. I can't believe I finished this awful fraud of a book. Wait, is that Sean Ferguson? Are you sure you read the name of the reviewer? <laughs> no, right? yeah, it, I spelled it out. So, oh my God. Uh, you know, like I get it, you know, three, four star, like I get it. Maybe it's not for everybody. There's a lot of three star and four star reviews here. 
I give up. I'm nearly halfway through the book and I'm putting it down. Maybe at another time I'll pick it up again and feel differently. But the action adventure vibe just isn't sitting with me at all. It's like reading the Celestine prophecy, which I did many, many moons ago, only without the big morality question leading you through to the end. Or it's like reading Haruki Murakami without his talent for subtle storytelling. Or, sorry to go overboard on this, it's like reading House of Leaves without all the decoding and, well, the effort. Or just one more, it's like reading the Illuminatus trilogy sans the brilliance of Robert Anton Wilson poking fun at his book for a thousand pages. Um, Corrine? Yikes. There are some one-star reviews for this book. I don't, I don't really even understand. That one you just read sounded like if I if I wanted to sound cool for knowing, uh, having read certain uh, certain books, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's the kind of review I would write. Some other uh, asshole. This is uh, <laughs> Sands, a woman named Sands. She did her entire review in gifts, and the type of person that does that clearly is probably not who this was targeting. She's obviously a whore. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really. the non-drug of me. <laughs> I can I can't do this anymore. I, I I have lost all my respect for humanity. At any rate, new Stephen Hall means very very exciting stuff for uh, for us as readers, and hopefully um, this time for us as podcasters. How cool would that be? Yeah. Advanced reader copies. Maybe maybe it should start now. Maybe we should start tweeting at Ooh, Stephen yeah. Hall right now. We got to get on the horn with Cannon Gate because that's who published Raw Shark Text. So if he's got a multi-book deal with them. That shit could be out sometime next year, but I'm <laughs> not... He's got a multi-book deal with them. They've been waiting a really They've been long. waiting... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, the most liberal with uh, with um, deadlines, like, ever in the history of deadlines. Yeah, but let's, let's hope. Now, it's not that he hasn't done stuff since then. I know he's written some Doctor Who short fiction, and he wrote um, the storyline for a video game at one point, so he's been working. But yeah. he's also probably been making grilled cheese sandwiches in the back of a restaurant as a day job, too, I'm guessing. So really? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, he's done some stuff, but... You don't think it's paying the bills? What if he's got a wealthy family or something? That could be. That's possible. So A wealthy he's... family is paying the bills, then. Yeah, yeah they've got a butler making grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, there you go. A butler. Because they're British. British people have butlers. Yeah, why don't we have... There's not enough butlers in the United States... There aren't. There the aren't. Butler they class. would make us sound dumb. Yeah. Speaking of Great Britain, um, Great Britain over the holidays, this is totally not literature related, but brought us a few exciting things, right? Uh, there's only one that I give any kind of fuck about. Well, all right. So I know you're going <laughs> to say Sherlock, but yeah. did you watch Luther? No, I did not. Oh. How did. Oh. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I was more excited about Luther than Sherlock. I mean, we're all wrong sometimes. <laughs> so, so, but I just and it came out like you know a week before, so there's plenty of time. <laughs> you didn't even know about it. Someone else had to mention that it was coming out, and then you were like, "Oh, it's out." Well, no the the Luther thing you're talking about. Yeah. Here's the problem. It came out um, a week earlier in Great Britain than it did here. So I was expecting it to come at the same time, much like Sherlock, like it would be out on the same day. Because I thought, mm, gotcha. thought I thought the BBC had figured that out a few years ago when they were doing Doctor Who a week be, uh, earlier in, you know, on the BBC. And then BBC America got it a week late. They were like, holy shit, no one's watching because everyone's just downloading it Saturday night when it's on <laughs> the UK. Yeah. 
I thought yeah. they had kind of figured that that was an issue and that if they just went whatever six or seven hours later, you know, just by time zone, right, they would be okay. <laughs> so apparently mm. not for Luther though. But I got my Sherlock. Yeah, you did, and uh, I mean, we're, I think it's still too early to spoil things, but uh, overall, it was uh, seemed to be pretty well received, at least by the people that I know that that follow and like Sherlock. Yeah, Amanda Gowan, um, the deserter of the podcast, was really in love wait, with it. Wait, who? <laughs> you may not. You may have erased her from your memory because she's dead to you. But I was talking about Amanda Gowan. Um, she wrote the. She wrote books, man. She wrote great books. It's so sad what happened to her. Radium Girls. Cypher yes. Sisters was her anthology, I think. And she was also in the book things. anthology yeah. once upon a time, yeah. Yeah. Um she was she I think she said something about how this one holiday special was better than the entirety of season three and that she might be pregnant. I'm uh I'm going to go ahead and disagree with her. Um, not just based on science and the fact that she couldn't get pregnant from watching this, but um, I really liked season three. Uh, season three is a tough thing because season three was the first season that the BBC intentionally began dumbing down episodes for Americans. So well, there, there you have it. I was a little disappointed in the overall storytelling, but this shit was like crazy. It was crazy. You watched it, right? Yeah, I did, and it was it was very good, and it was it was pretty crazy, and and I have to hand it to them, and and this is the difference between American television and British television at a minimum, maybe television all over the world. I'm not really sure. Here, it's got to be 20 episodes, and it always has to start on the same date every year, if you're ready or not. And there, they're like, meh, we've got one episode. We think it's pretty good. We'll throw it up, and then we'll come back with a couple more episodes. Meh, maybe in a year. Like, there's no set schedule and demands like there are here. And it's, uh, do you remember, like, the freak out here when they broke up? Uh, was it was it The Walking Dead that did it first or Mad Men, one of them? Where they're like, we're going to do six episodes. Then we're going to take, like, four months off and then do six more. And people are like, what? This is fucking ridiculous. Like, that's our expectation is that we need our 12 to 20 episodes on exactly the same weeks of the year as we had them last year and the year before, regardless of, of content. And it seems like the BBC is a little more leaning into, like, you got something good? Let's do it. You don't got something good? We'll wait until you do. Well, you got to remember the math, though. They're only ple- they only have like two hundred fifty thousand people to worry about, right? As opposed to a few hundred million. Well, yeah, they have the two hundred fifty thousand, but apparently there's at least ten or twenty thousand people in the United States who also <laughs> watch true. this stuff too. So <laughs> that's um, a good point. What I'm afraid of is what you had said, kind of the dumbing down, is that they're going to be like, "Yeah, we should just make TV for America because more people watch that shit there than they do here." That would be goddamn tragic because there's a lot of magic that happens over there in the UK. I got to tell you that their, their TV and now again, I have to I have to take a step back and really really think about it. But we have 40 million channels, I think at last count and all of them now have original content and you know what there are good shows, but the percentage of shows that are good is very low because it's immediately followed up by a reality show or a sitcom or something, you know, that, that's not very good. Where I think over there, there are just less shows to choose from. So when the good ones are there, it seems like everything is good. Does that make sense? 
because they don't yeah, have yeah. a lot of really yeah. really bad filler at least that doesn't filter over to our viewing um nearly as much as here where you can't turn on the tv without seeing something that i personally don't enjoy at all and having to kind of really root through it to find good stuff so there's probably you know 12 to 15 shows I love in the US, but that's like less than 1% of what's actively on television. <laughs> yeah. And if there's six shows I love from the UK, it seems like it's half of what's going on over there. So here's what they need to do to capitalize on America. And they've, they've already allowed it to happen is do their series the way that they always do their series. And then when the Americans fall in love with it, they do what they do with The Office, where you know it's adapted for television in the United States, and they make a ton of money off of the American production of it. I tried to watch The British Office, and really I don't think I get more than three episodes in. And I've tried a couple times, and to me it just wasn't as good as The American Office. That being said, it's the only time I'm ever likely to say that something that was adapted here from the UK. Yeah. yeah. Succeeded. Yeah. Well, oh, you mean exceeded it? Is that what you're going to say? Well, yeah, that anything here was anywhere near as good as what I've seen there. Sure. I Well, I'll tell you, it, it, I did watch the entire... There wasn't a lot of episodes of that. Was it like a season or two? Yeah, it was, it was fairly short. Um, Martin Freeman, who plays Dr. Watson in Sherlock, was the Jim character. His name was Tim. And he fucking pulled it off, man. He, get, he, did, he, did, he did a great job being the... The goofy guy who had a crush on the receptionist. He did it. He did it well. So I didn't watch long enough to, and it's been a while. But it was he any is he as likable as as, as Jim? I don't know. Um, it, it that see that's tough now because I've seen so much of the Office, United States Office, and so little of the UK Office that I have a bias. But no, I don't think so. But I, I don't think there would be a United States Jim without. The foundation of of that character in the UK. I mean, that it was obvious even in that short um, group of episodes that the real story was between the the Jim character and the Pam character. Gotcha. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever go back and try to try to watch those. I, I really liked, and, and I say this about so little comedy um, in the U.S. I really, really like The Office a lot. I got into it late, probably like season three, but I, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, a little surprised by that, but uh, so did I. I think it was really quality writing. Now, I know you didn't see Luther, and I'm also not going to talk um, in depth about Luther, but I will say that I'm a little perplexed by yeah. the two episodes of Luther, and that's that's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, we didn't even know that this was kind of a bonus because they had said they were done and maybe they would do a movie, but really that was it. And Idris Elba is, you know, goddamn it, he's in Marvel movies now, and and he's got he's going to be uh, he's going to be rolling the Gunslinger and the Dark Tower series, and he's got all this other stuff going on, much like Cumberbatch and um, Martin Freeman. You know, they're getting these yeah. big roles, so it's hard to see them going back to this kind of really small scale. You know, I know that a lot of people in our circle watch Sherlock and, and maybe watch Luther, but by and large, it's really not a huge success in the United States. So I don't know what that pays. Um, but thinking that these might be the last Luthers that we ever see, I was a little perplexed by some of the choices they made in in uh, in in the show. And when when you watch it, because I know you will, I know you're a fan. I, I'd be curious to see if you felt the same way. I'll have to report back to you on that. Yeah, I have enjoyed everything that I've watched of Luther so far. Was this how many seasons total, including these two episodes? Um, four. This is season series four. 
Yeah, I think I watched series one, two, and three. Yeah, then you're you're all caught up. You've got about you know I don't know two and a half hours of TV viewing to do to catch right. up. Sounds like a lot, but I'll do my best. It's um, well, you just have to not watch Scott Pilgrim again one and a half times, and you'll you'll make plenty of time for it. Yeah, sounds like a lot. <laughs> so, I, I think that's it. Is that all we have on international television? Do you want to talk about K dramas or anime or anything? I don't have anything further for international television. I I was just <laughs> racking my brain. I can't think of anything else. Gotcha. Um, I'm ready to this episode. I think I'm happy. I'll put my stamp on this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is people said they wanted shorter episodes and and I'm I'm struggling. Well, like one person said it and and I always think about it when we go along. And then I think to myself, is this really is this really what I'd want to hear? 20 minutes? Um, I got feedback from the previous episode that I was really funny. Yeah, because you were drugged. Apparently because I was drugged up. Gonna, it was also from Ryan, the marketing intern. <laughs> I'm going to start roofing um, Rob before the episodes. Oh, God. So, like, I don't remember any of this. So. He also said that he won't be jerking off anybody for us. Oh, well. All right. So apparently we have an opening for a marketing intern. Uh, we should probably talk <laughs> about this a little bit. <laughs> so. Oh, wait. So hold on a second. So he's not going to pour ketchup. On, on any on any Chinese women, and he's not going to jerk anybody off for us. Yeah, I mean he's essentially useless. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to find some some new interns. Maybe we should hit a college campus or something. I'm sure we could find somebody who's down for whatever. <laughs> exactly. We'll do that. College campus. We're like, are we near to the community college that we live nearby? Yeah, that or we hit up a, a, a fraternity and, and the hazing is that you have oh. to be the marketing intern for booked for like three months. Give people hand jobs and put people in bathtubs full of ketchup. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty hazy. Yeah. Yeah, well that's what I yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, there's gotta be a way to a way to do this without without having to involve Ryan. I don't know. We'll have to play with it. Anybody that's listening that's in a fraternity or was at any point in a fraternity, contact us so that we can reach out and find a new marketing intern. That's right. So um well, here's something that, that bears mentioning. So <laughs> Rob sends me a message <laughs> like an hour ago, and uh, it is a screenshot of his Twitter screen. Now, this was from your phone, correct? Yeah. Is this uh, from the mobile? So the iPhone Twitter app yeah. um, apparently has um, window previews of the website. So I use an app on, on my Android phone that does not do that. Um, but <laughs> this is a, a post on Twitter from This Is Horror. And I saw this, uh, and I went back and verified there was no no such the, the same thing does not appear on on my app, but it says the this the this is horror awards 2015 shortlist coming soon. And then there's a link. It says awards. This is horror.co.uk. But the what's that thing called the 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 little picture thing? There's a name for him. I don't know what. I, okay, I, whatever I, it is the little picture in the little box next to it is the booked. I don't know. What it's a straight up book logo, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this might be a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> we may have already won not just podcast of the year, but maybe the entire awards. The whole, the whole scene, man. Yeah, it says awards next to it. That's plural. Now we fall into the artist category, right? We talked about that. It's artists of the year, and we're clearly, right. clearly artists. We're artists, like you, if there ever were artists. 
Yeah, so we uh, it looks like it might be a clean sweep over there. There might not even be a need to vote. Don't even bother. Unless oh. it's for us. I was going to say, I don't know if I want to say don't bother voting, but... <laughs> don't bother voting. Well, I mean, it should be obvious to anybody that listens to us that our ongoing stance is don't bother voting for anybody besides us unless we tell you to. Clearly. And, and I think that... Um, had I not have seen this, I would have been worried there might be some competition this year as as a couple of uh, of good podcasts, um, literary styled podcasts have popped up. So I'll be honest with you, I was a little worried until I saw this. <laughs> I'm not worried anymore. Yeah, this is a, uh, and it's it's fitting because it says coming soon, and we've got that whole soon thing, you know. Yeah. With them, yeah. so I think it's it's some heavy handed hinting, um, yep. and it just took the keen eye. The right eye to, to pick up on, on that hint. <laughs> that eye would be the iPhone. <laughs> wow, we are fucking killing it tonight. <laughs> oh, this is this is really something special. So at any rate, um, do you want to do the expect, acceptance speech now, or do you want to wait a couple weeks? Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not a superstitious person, but I also don't like to be wrong. That's true. Okay, so we'll give like, it a couple weeks. I don't like weeks. there being proof that I'm wrong. We'll give it a couple weeks, but it seems like we've got this one in the bag. So yeah. thanks. This is horror. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks to everybody who <laughs> who made who made this possible. And we'll make sure to remove Ryan's name from any awards because he doesn't want to give people hand jobs. <laughs> um, you know, it's not the thing that he doesn't want to. They, like at work, <laughs> there's a lot of things I don't want to do, but uh. I still have to do them. It's that he's refusing to do it. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's in subordination, really. I do lots of shit I don't want to do because it's my job. <laughs> in this case, it's a hand job. Uh, Starting to feel like books, beer, and bullshit over here. <laughs> what do you What are you drinking, Rob? I'm not uh, orange juice. Oh, you're keeping it uh, keeping it easy because of your your mouth illness. From yeah, the mouth crime that that was perpetrated on me. I will tell you that I was alone at home on midnight for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And I tried to drink a beer, and it hurt like crazy. Oh, that's rough. That's got to so. be tough for you with, with the withdrawal and all. Yeah. I got the DTs. Yeah. What is... I don't know what that is. Oh, de- detox. De- that- delirium tremens, man. When you go out... Like, when you go into alcohol withdrawal, you, like, start shaking and get it all fucked up. What did you say that stood for? Delirium tremens. Interesting. I, I'd never heard that before. Seriously? Yeah. You're not up on your alcoholism vernacular. No, no, no I'm, I, I, I'm not. Well, that's a peek into my sad existence. I know a whole lot about alcoholism and drugs. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty special. You know, for a guy who's pretty well put together, that's a little surprising. That's the thing. I don't do the drugs, or and I'm not an alcoholic. So, thanks, family. I don't know. I don't know about the not being an alcoholic part. I, I might. No, <laughs> I, I have. I have a strong defense about this whole not an alcoholic thing. Um, I buy lots of alcohol, but I don't drink lots of alcohol. I probably drink more than the average person does, but um, nowhere near to the point where I've built any kind of dependence on it. I. Uh, I, I not not to. <laughs> Not to change subjects, because um, I I don't even know what to say about that. Do you fucking turn in the corner on this? You, you I, I worry about you sometimes. Livius is organizing <laughs> a, an, an 
the intervention episode of the intervention spectacular <laughs> is going to be wonderful. Um, I this is non news for us, but it might be news for listeners, maybe or maybe a worthy discussion point. Um, you know, George R. R. Martin missed a December thirty first deadline to finish the latest book in the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, fucking good for him. All right, how do you feel about this? <sighs> I, you know, okay. So on, on, I watch the show. Okay, <laughs> I like the show a lot. So well, I don't really care about the books. I, I know what you're saying is that he shouldn't be pressured by by fans to to get the book done in in on their time frame. Yeah. But I think the Game of Thrones, the TV show, is now getting ahead of the books. No, that's cool. Which is that's which fine. is a little bit yeah. of a problem. <laughs> well, I guess here's what it comes down to. Uh, motherfucker, I, he's got to be making so much money, right? I can only imagine the book was already like the the book series was super successfully best selling, so he was making a ton of money before he sold off the rights to the TV show. Yeah. And he resisted several times doing a TV show because they tried to do it about individual characters instead of the entire storyline. I know this, so he wasn't going to give in. He wasn't going to sell it to a TV series unless it was on his terms, so he has to be just, like, making, like, I can buy and sell people money. I would imagine so. That's the case. Homeboy's old. He owns a movie theater in, like, Austin, Texas or something like that. He just wants to chill. He doesn't want to write a fucking book. I'm down with that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And like I said, from a personal standpoint, I don't care because I'm not going to read the books. Right. Um, But, you know, it says in this article, he says he's been working with HBO to ensure the series reflects the as-yet-unfinished book. Yeah. So once that starts in April, TV viewers for for the first time maybe ever... Well, that's, yeah, for the first time ever, I think that the, the I don't know, say it's the, the small screen or even a movie screen, right? Because we've seen lots of movies based on books where the book will seemingly, and we know this isn't true, but the book will seemingly be based on the movie because that'll be the first thing you see. So huge fans have to fight with, uh, against spoilers, they have to fight the urge to watch the TV show if they really want to get it from the book first. And that's how I, I we were a little off air for a little bit. And Rob had said, Hey, there's a, there's a star Wars, the force awakens novelization. And I was just, I was like, I don't care. Like I saw the movie. Why would I read the book? You know what I mean? So that's kind of, I don't know. I could see where fans are a little upset. Um, I mean, yeah, the whiny fans who are assholes, yeah. um, here, here's here, here's what I'm excited about. I fucking hope that he just says, you know what, you're not getting any more books. Because <laughs> do you know what kind of precedent that would set? It would be amazing if an author decided, I have something that is such a commodity, and it's under my control, but because you guys are pricks, it's fucking done. Has that ever happened before? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, who it wants be... to be like Dance Monkey? Who wants to be the guy that's like fucking writing just because there's like millions of people out there that were like, you owe it to us. Fuck those people. Yeah, but those people are the ones that made him rich, too. So let's not forget that without those people, he's nobody. Right, but based on the hard work he had already done, he has he doesn't owe them anything. They paid him for something he already did. 
Well, that's true. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. No. And the reason the reason I argue that point with you is this, you know, your first book, typically, I would imagine you don't get paid very much. Right. Because it's kind of sold on like we think this is a good book and we think it'll do well. What happens is Stephen King can command money for future books because of how well his previous book sold, not based on its quality. And clearly, George R. R. Martin could put out a complete piece of shit and would still make a huge money because sure. it's going to be number one on the bestseller list, regardless of what the quality is that he puts out. All I'm saying is, like, that guy would be a hero to few, <laughs> but a hero nonetheless if he was just like, you guys can all fuck yourselves. And then he just never did any writing ever again. He just hung out, yeah. hung out at his theater in Austin, Texas with, like, movie stars. Um, Adolf Hitler was hero to a few as well. No, like, he was hero to millions. Okay. Well, so, yeah. all right. <laughs> I, I can't believe. Am I the asshole on this one? You know what? I um. Yeah, I think you're the asshole on this one. I just. I was gonna I, try to defend you somehow, yeah. but no. I I think in having been involved in in loving a series of books or whatever, and and. You know, understanding that there's a weight or whatever, but to have the potential of the books that I love being spoiled by something that's, you know, basically approved by the writer because he couldn't get his shit together. It's tough. All right. But all right. So uh, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. If we know I've been dying to, to get another Stephen Hall book and we know it's been in the works and we know it's almost ready to go. Right. And. Like, if, if he got on Twitter and he was like, look, Rob, it's just not going to happen for these particular reasons. The fans have just been, like, you know, pushing me and I just don't feel good about it. I'd have been, I'd be like, look, man, this is your deal. I'm sad about that, but this is your deal. No, and I agree with you that he has a right to never write any of the books again. I don't know that that doesn't make him an asshole. Yeah, no. I, well, in this situation, <laughs> I would be encouraging him to be an asshole <laughs> for selfish reasons. But it would put a lot of entitled people in their place. And I think that in the, in this case, the ends would justify the means. I agree, but there should be, there's something to be said, too, I think, for, like, I'm not, I'm not going to call it any names. No, no, let's call it Stephen Hall. You know, I said he's, like, making grilled cheese sandwiches for, like, a day job. If, that, if it was him going, man, you know, I'm, I'm trying to feed my family. I've got this day job. It's hard for me to write after working a 10-hour shift and commuting, and I've got a kid and a dog or whatever. George R. R. Martin's been sitting pretty high on the hog for a long time. So it's it's not a, a time issue, right? No. Well, so. I mean, like, no, but there's a level of inspiration and maybe he's a perfectionist. We don't know. I'm I'm guessing not if the if the fucking TV show is any indication because it's a piece of shit. Wow. Really? The TV show is fucking awful. I like the TV show. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I don't in, like at all. Really? At all. Okay. I don't I don't know that you're in the majority in that either. That's fine. <laughs> I'm with George R.R. R. Martin on this. <laughs> Me and George in a boat together. You think George thinks the TV show sucks? No, but we're both assholes, I think is all what. Right. Really, I'm the asshole, but I'm representing him. In, I want to tell in, you that IMDb, the rating for the show, <laughs> and I realize, I realize that anybody, anybody with an email address... Cast their vote. Yeah, it's a nine point five out of ten. Yeah, what's uh, what's uh, the gray movie? What's the Fifty Shades of Gray movie at? Let's find out. Uh, and my point being, there's a lot of fucking assholes in the world that have bad opinions. 
Man, this is the Rob's bitterness episode. It's I don't know. Apparently, if this is... it's yeah. I'm I'm trying to. Okay, it, it is a four point one. All <laughs> right. Well, all right. That's fitting. I, I guess. think the highest. I think if I and and this may have changed since then. I think Breaking Bad was the highest rated, um, TV show like of all time. Yeah. All I'm saying is, <sighs> that TV show is not good. <laughs> oh, Breaking Bad also nine point five out of ten. I watched the first three seasons of Game of Thrones, and man, uh, no. No. Just no. Nope. Is there is there something in particular you can pinpoint that you don't like about it, or just nothing? <sighs> just, it does nothing for you. It just... Alright, so... I watched it long enough to pick up on some themes. Everybody's gonna die. Anybody that's any good will die. Everybody is an asshole... And you're never going to see a fucking ice zombie. Those are like the three themes that I picked up on. And for me, it's just like, the, there's so much story going on. Everybody apparently qualifies to be a king. They kill everybody. Everybody's having sex with each other. And there's just nothing is a surprise because either I know that going into any given episode, someone's going to get killed or they're going to have sex or they're going to become king, or they're going to claim to be the king, or the only common thing am amongst all of it is that, like, one fat guy saw an ice zombie. And that's what they promised from the beginning, is you're going to see these fucking ice zombies. All right. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who's not all caught up. Some of what Rob said is wrong. <laughs> um, in that there, there may be lots of ice zombies. At the end of the last season, yeah, season what six, um, five maybe. So it only know. took yeah. them five years to show you a fucking and, ice zombie. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck that show. I, I think I think that what I like about the show, and and I think what a lot of people like about the show, is there is the uncertainty of you don't know when somebody um is going to perish. Yeah, but because because anybody could die, you just assume everybody's going to die, and the uncertainty is gone because the uncertainty has become a certainty. Well, we're all gonna die, Rob. I mean, to spoil that for you, but I think I think we're all going to meet the the bitter what? end. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. I don't know. We'll we'll agree to disagree on on Game of Thrones, um, and we'll agree to disagree on George R. R. Martin's <laughs> lack of enthusiasm in finishing the newest book. Man, him not wanting to write that book, in my opinion, is the best thing that's happened to the I whole thing. I don't think he doesn't want to write it. That's, I think you've made this into something else. I think he wants to write it. You've turned this into, he's like, fuck all of you, man. I'm not doing this shit anymore. That's not exactly what happened. Oh, But I will say that it's interesting because, let's be frank, how many authors, if they're missing a deadline, makes it to a CNN headline? Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> so you talk about scope, right? <laughs> like that's yeah. that's a pretty big. Oh, I I, I mean, <laughs> it, let, let's go a step further. Uh, outside of the fact that we are personally friends with some writers, do you even know when somebody's deadline is for something? You know what I mean? Like, um, oh no, is that no. even public information? Nope. <laughs> the, yeah. So there, there's something to be said. I don't know that that makes him any more of a success or, or whatever than some other writers, but 
that's that's a pretty big deal that that makes news. And whenever books make news, I'm happy about it because there's not enough book news. Or book to news. Where I was just going to say this. Yeah, Skip Paversley has abandoned us. So yeah, we're constantly abandoned. Yeah, sucked into the Portland uh, culture or something like that. Yeah, where it's all snowy and crazy and shit right now. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, I think we have nothing else. Is that pretty I fair? can't fucking believe we've put this much of an episode together. I'm really glad I thought about the George R. R. Martin thing. Because yeah. there's some good stuff there. Fuck, fuck Game of Thrones, man. I'll tell you what it is. This whole thing, and it's probably in the books too. I'm sure the books are structured similarly. He just doesn't know how to write a fight with an ice zombie. So he's been building all this other story just to avoid it. And he's at the point now where he can't hide from it anymore. So that's why the book's taking so long, because he knows he has to write this big ice zombie scene, right? But he doesn't know how to do it. He, he's just, like, stuck. <laughs> oh, he is months away from finishing. <laughs> months away. <laughs> he's just, like, reading other books with ice zombies in them. He's like, well, that sounds good. Maybe I'll do something like that. Or, oh, it's you like, know what? That's not bad. He's like... He's on Twitter, like, anybody know any zombie books where it's really cold? <laughs> anybody read any good books lately about zombies in the, in the cold? But he has to do it. He has to do it from his Twitter account because he needs, like, as many answers as possible. He can't just make up a fake one. That's Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Oh, maybe we'll have to read George R. R. Martin's Twitter account one of these episodes. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's terrible. All right. Um, I don't know. I guess we really can't talk about the next book as there is no next book yet. So, yeah, there will be an episode a week from now. We're not 100% sure what the book is just yet. Um, and it may not show up on time due to, um, first of all, the war that's currently ravaging between me and my mouth and um, uh, some other scheduling things that are coming up. So yeah, I started, I started a new K drama. So, Oh yeah. So Livius K drama. Mm -hmm. Um, So it might be a couple days late, but you will get an episode and it will be a review, but it also will be a surprise because we don't know yet what we're reading. It's a surprise to us too. Until then, (laughs) <laughs> you can head over to our Patreon page and poke around there and donate some money. That's a thing. We're we're still trying to get to the, the benchmark that I can uh, order T-shirts and mugs. That's uh, hopefully going to be coming up. I'm hoping in the next few weeks. I'd really like a book yeah. coffee mug. Yeah, Olivia's is drinking coffee out of a paper cup like a dick. Yeah, the styrofoam ones. Oh, sorry. yeah. Even worse, you're killing yeah. the environment. Well, fuck the environment. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm with that like, like George R. R. Martin is with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, not gonna, so listen, I'm not gonna live to see that harm the environment contribute to our patreon and save the and make livia save the world against his will yeah yep there's lots of things you can make me do against my will they're all available on the patreon page <laughs> all right uh that's gonna wrap it up for this surprisingly long episode considering we had nothing to talk about uh until our belated next episode i'm rob olson and i'm livia snudden keep reading <laughs>